What's up? This is NS Kenner from your Boston Celtics and I just want to say what's up to my boy Gally over at B-Town Action. I hope you guys are doing well. See you at one of my games. What up? This is Dwight Howard. You're listening to my boy Chris Galley here on Bookie Nights Podcast. What's up, guys? Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. Scal, and I want to give a huge shout-out to my boy Galley and the rest of the crew over at Bookie Nights, all right? For the White Mamba, I'm out of here. See ya. Let's go. Beat down action. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're hanging out with my friend Chris Galley. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Beantown Action Presents Wix Picks. Uh, Galley Gambles here with Craig. He puts the Wix in Wix Picks, of course. We have a special playoff edition uh, episode for you today. We're just going to go over all the wildcard weekend games and uh, go from there, give you a couple bankroll bets at the end, and we'll give you our prediction of uh, who's going to face off in the Super Bowl. And we'll keep it we'll keep it going every single week until we actually get to the Super Bowl. No need to recap anything. Let's just jump right into this. Saturday, one o'clock, we have Indy visiting the Buffalo Bills. Right now, I'm seeing Indy six point road dogs. Total set at fifty one and a half. And uh, Colts are looking pretty uh, pretty decent on the money line here at plus two forty. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, Chris, uh, Indy does look pretty good. The The numbers are there. But, I mean, the way the Buffalo Bills have been playing recently, it's kind of hard to sleep on them. I really personally like the, the minus six uh, in Buffalo's favor. Just by the way they've been playing, to be honest, I, I've been seeing videos of their practice this week. They look loose, you know, the the whole team's out there dancing, music, and they it looks like they're having fun out there. And on top of it all, it's a, it's a home playoff game for them, and they're allowing fans in the stands. So, I mean, they're going to have the Bills Mafia on their side for this game. So I, I really got to go with uh, Buffalo minus six this week. Listen, I couldn't agree more with you. Colts in their last four games – uh, as dogs, they're 0-3-1 ATS. I want no part of that. On the flip side, the last 10 games for Buffalo, they've been absolutely steamrolling against the spread. They're 8-2. and two. I'm going to go right there with you. Buffalo minus 6. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Looking forward to it. This next game, however, is a little different. We got the Rams facing off against the Seahawks in Seattle. We have uh, Seahawks right now a minus 3.5. At plus 105, totals at 42. What do you like here? Looking at this game, these two teams have played each other twice this year. They've been hard-fought battles. Uh, Metcalfers, Ramsey, it's a great matchup to watch. Overall, I really like a lot of lines for this game. I like the minus one and a half in favor of Seattle. I also like the plus 150 uh, money line in favor of the Rams. Overall, though, even though the Seahawks do have kind of a shaky defense, I still don't think the Rams have enough weapons to get it done against Seattle. So I really got to go Seahawks minus 180 here, Chris. You got to go Seahawks minus 180. All right. Kind of juicy, but I mean, whatever floats your boat. Ah, 
I just don't know what kind of Jared Goff we're going to get. I don't know what kind of Rams team in general we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, last 10 for Seattle, 7-3 and three, straight up, but they're 4-6 and six ATS. And, I mean, uh, I don't know. But when it comes to playoffs, I, I, I can see why you went Seahawks minus 180. I'll, uh, whatever. It's really hard to bet against Russell Wilson, you know. Uh, he he's just that type of quarterback. He shows up in the playoffs. There's very minimal spots throughout the season where you could be like, "Wow, like he he let me down this week when I was betting on the Seahawks." Uh, we had a couple times during this year where KY picked Seattle in bankroll bets, and it actually costed us our parlay and stuff. So, I mean, there has been times where Absolutely. Russ Wilson has let us down a little bit, but uh, I I feel like uh, he's not going to let me down this week. KY, we love you, okay? And that was Craig talking shit, not me. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the safe bet here. I'm just gonna say it's gonna be an absolute shootout, and I'm gonna go over 42 here. Last game for Saturday night, we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers, sans Mike Evans, up against the Washington Football Team. Washington Football Team, of course squeaked it out before we get into this line they squeaked out a victory against the eagles making sure that your precious giants did not make the playoffs true or false doug peterson is a little bitch true like what a little bitch that game was won the eagles had that game it's unbelievable i was watching that game it was a heartbreaker uh and just seeing him go for it with Jalen Hurts. I think they were on like the the 30 yard line or they might even been inside the red zone, maybe like on the 15 or the 20. How do you not kick that field goal? Tie it up right then there. I'm like, what are you doing? You're throwing the game. It was, they they could have tied it up there. Yeah. And then I think, I, I even think they, they got a turnover on the next possession and they got the ball back. And then it, some, schmuck goes into the game it's like who the hell is this guy jared and he he blew the game for the oh my god dude give me a break that was on purpose it it was hilarious it was hilarious seeing twitter's reaction dude especially the giants players and then hearing what joe judge had to say people will be like oh you're crying you only won uh x amount of games you should have won more games you know all this crap dude it He's speaking the truth, though, for the league. I'm saying, to be fair, yes. I mean, win more games if you want to yeah. be in the you know head of the division and be in the playoffs and hosting no. the Buccaneers. But go ahead. I, I totally agree with that. But it goes back to, like, I, I still think the two best press conferences on the air was J.J. Watts and also Joe Judges at the end of the year because he he basically said it for the whole league. You know, like, you're, you're making – the game look bad you know you're supposed to you're supposed to give the fans what they want you know the they buy the gear they they support the team all year round COVID or non-COVID they show up to the game put it all out on the field go balls out for for four quarters man you know don't lay down like a well-cut rug and you're getting three picks higher than you would have if, if you won the damn game yep absolutely and come on dude like, we, we all seen it, and pretty sure Chris Collinsworth even called him out on it live during the game and was like, I can't believe he's doing this. I would not do what he's doing right now. Just completely just gave it's up the game. It's embarrassment. It is so embarrassing. 
so embarrassing. And I had mentioned last week, and um, like you're, you're clearly tanking. You're clearly tanking. And for what? Three picks higher? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely stupid. Enough about that. My pick didn't happen, which was the Cowboys. And you, I was actually, I was actually rooting for you because I had money on the Eagles regardless. So I was actually rooting for your Giants to make the playoffs, but not by choice because I, I like money. But in any event, I don't really think Washington deserves to be here. I feel like they got the win handed to them instead of the Eagles saying, hey, let's go out on a high note and let's just eliminate a divisional. Let's play spoiler to a divisional opponent. I mean, and how did the Eagles not want to play spoil? How did the Eagles not want to play spoiler to uh, the Washington football team? They could have easily eliminated them altogether, and then maybe they just hate the Giants that much. They just said, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to give Joe Judge the satisfaction. I'm going to tank. I'll have a little bit more respect if if Peterson came out and said something like that. I really would. But I mean, you know, that I'm pretty sure that's taboo. I do have to say, though, like going forward, it should be interesting how this team reacts next season to Peterson. I mean, he's still there. He's still the head coach. Um, I'm shocked he wasn't fired on Black Monday uh, along with all these other coaches. But to be honest with you, I just think he's not going to have control of that locker room. You're going to see another situation like in New York a couple of years ago with Ben McAdoo or Shermer where the coaches doesn't have the locker room. Uh, the players are not going to be following certain rules and they're not going to be sticking to the game plan. I wouldn't be surprised right now if the Eagles finish last place next year, if nothing changes with that coaching staff. I, I don't even think that that high of a draft pick could help them right now because when you lose a team, man, you, you're done. Couldn't agree more. Like, he probably lost the locker room with that. He, I mean, I don't think he he has Jalen Hurts' trust, and that's that's his that's his go to guy with him. You know, obviously sending away Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz wants no part of uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, I don't even think Carson Wentz was dressed for that game because I think Wentz would have went in, but because of the situation, they had to put the third string quarterback in. Uh, and there is clips of Jalen Hurts on the bench, you know, shaking his head, mouthing the words, this is not right, you know. And right then and there, I think you lost Jalen Hurts. You spent this high of a draft pick on a kid and you don't have his trust anymore, you know. Like, this kid went out there and he was balling out. I mean, granted, I think he had a turnover uh, by the time he got pulled because he threw an interception. But still, you got to you gotta stick with him. You've been sticking with him the past, like, three, four weeks. Keep, keep it rolling. Like, why are you going to put in a, a four-year veteran who hasn't even, like, seen a snap in a game? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely mild in some words. I think he said, like, what the fuck are you doing at one point, too? Or something along those <laughs> yeah. lines. But in, in any event, uh, it's the NFC East is going to be very interesting next year. Uh, let's get to this game. Right now we have the Washington football team plus eight hosting I'll say it again, hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, 44.5 is your total now. This line actually opened up at 46.5, and and with good reason, it's at 44.5, and and that still looks too high for me. What are your thoughts? Chris, I personally think with the absence of Mike Evans this weekend, the scoring production might be a little bit down for Tampa Bay. On the other hand, Antonio Brown and... Tom Brady look like they're in midseason form. 
pretty sure AB has four touchdowns or three touchdowns the past three or four weeks. So he's been averaging a touchdown a week. He was one of my top guys in DraftKings this past weekend. Credit goes out to me because I won DraftKings again this week. I think credit goes nice out to me because I, I put him on my team last week when he got his first touchdown. And you seen that, and you were like, oh, shit, let me jump on that. I'll take credit. You can take credit for having a 200-plus point week. I digress. Carry on. I, I just think overall Tampa Bay, they're, they're really starting to get the wheels turning. Uh, Gronkowski, he's seeing some more targets too. Wouldn't be surprised if he, he gets a touchdown or two this week. I just think Washington's luck is going to run out this week against Tampa Bay. You're going against a pretty high-powered offense. There's just one stat, though, I want to want to throw out there before I do give my pick. Tom Brady lifetime in the playoffs against the NFC East. He is 1-3. Two of those losses is coming against my New York Giants. My pick for the week is going to be the under 44-and-a-half. I think without Mike Evans... Tom Brady is not going to break the 44 and a half threshold and granted Tampa's going to have a good game. It's going to be a tough game against Washington's young front line on defense, but I still think it's going to be an under 44 and a half game. And what's really funny is I had already written down under 44 and a half before I even sent it to you. But I tell you what though, I don't care that the Buccaneers are four and four ATS on the road this year. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the eight. I'm gonna take the minus eight. You had my pick. I I want to switch it up a bit. I do love the under forty four and a half, and I I will pr- probably personally bet that. But uh, for the sake of our pick 'em, I'm gonna go with the minus eight. I don't think that Alex Smith is gonna be healthy enough, and I and obviously Philly intentionally tanked that game, and they still could have won. So I'm I'm 1,000% going to go with Tom Terrific making an absolute statement and uh, just an absolute blowout. It might end 42 to nothing, and you'll still hit your under, and I'll still hit my minus 8. Uh, give, me, give me the minus 8 for, for Tampa. All right, now on to our Sunday games. We have Baltimore visiting the Tennessee Titans. Right now, we're seeing Baltimore as minus three and a half road favorites at some plus money. And uh, we have a total set at 54 and a half. This is a rematch of uh, what happened last year. This was, this was the team that took uh, Baltimore, Baltimore out. Will they do it again? Craig, lay it on me. Chris, going into this, this matchup, just looking at the lines here, there some really juicy lines here to pick. So, I mean, I feel like depending on who you like in this game, it, you kind of can't go wrong almost. There, there's a lot of good picks you could pick here. Uh, but like you said, with, with the matchup last year, Tennessee knocked off Baltimore. And I think Tennessee's going to knock Baltimore off again. I don't, I'm not fully convinced Lamar Jackson can get it done. I, I'm just not there yet. You know, he's got to show me more. Uh, so I really like Tennessee this week. I think they're going to go out, ball out. Derrick Henry's going to have another huge game like he always does. He he never disappoints. And I, I, I'm i going to take the money line on this one. Tennessee's favor, uh, the plus 155. All right, you're taking the Tennessee plus 155, which is honestly not a bad bet at all. 
It's the, I mean, their home. They beat them last year. They beat them in their one and only matchup this year. I tell you what, though, I'm going to go ahead and say three times a charm for Lamar Jackson. He didn't get it done in San Diego two years ago. He didn't get it done against Tennessee last year. Three times a charm. Baltimore has been absolutely rolling lately, and I think I think the Ravens do get it done. Three and a half. I'll take the three and a half at plus money. Typically, I would actually not typically. I'm definitely going to encourage people to buy the half a point, especially since you're already getting it at plus money. I will. Uh, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take it at minus three and a half, uh, plus one hundred five. I would also want to lean under the mm-hmm. fifty four and a half. I would definitely want to lean under the fifty four and a half because I also agree with you saying that uh, Derrick Henry could definitely get the ball, and obviously when you run the ball, look what happens. And uh, not he, to mention that when you have three people on the Baltimore Ravens that can absolutely just beast run the ball. Lamar Jackson, obviously. So you you got Dobbins and then uh, Gus Edwards, who has just been hammering the ball. I, I, I think Ingram's done. I think Ingram's done. I, I haven't seen Ingram carry the ball at all in the past couple of weeks. I, I think, uh, think yeah. his time in Baltimore is done. Gus Edwards has done a hell of a job. They're, they're kind of like uh, the Elliott and Pollard team over there. But, yeah, you got three yeah. people that can definitely run the ball. So I would definitely lean more towards the – the under 54 and a half. I think that's a solid bet. But I also wouldn't be surprised to see a shootout here. So I'm going to stay away from it. But I, I, it is calling me. Maybe maybe, maybe some tease of value on the under. Seven point tease of value on the under. But uh, in any event, my pick for this game is definitely going to be the minus three and a half at plus 105. Second game for Sunday, we have Chicago Bears visiting the New Orleans Saints. Right now, Saints, double-digit favorites at minus 10. Totals at 47. And, Craig, if you like the Bears to win this game outright, they're at, they're at uh, almost four times your money at plus 395 on the money line. Who are you taking? Even though I do like how the Bears have been playing recently, I think their luck is running out this week as well, going up against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. I personally think it's going to be somewhat of a high-scoring game. I'm actually going to go with the over on this one, the over 47. Actually, the over 47 is not a bad bet at all. I would actually probably add that into my teaser value. Um, I think uh, I might actually have to join you on that because I absolutely hate laying you know, the double digits, but I just I, all, I honestly hate the Bears too. And, again, I'm still not entirely sure what Drew Brees we're getting. You can't break half your ribs and expect to put up, you know, 30 points more than the other team. You just can't do – you just can't hope to put up more than double digits against a team playing with half your ribs broken. They don't just hail in two weeks. And let's be honest, Chicago's defense was like an eighth-round pick last year in my fantasy draft. You know what I mean? Like, that they were that good. I mean, they didn't pan out to be an eight-round pick, but you know what I'm fucking trying to say. Yeah, he, even Mitch Trubisky, he went pretty high last year in some drafts that I did, and uh, look how he panned out last year. Yeah, I, I actually picked Mitch Trubisky as my backup quarterback last year with my very last pick of the of, of the round. He was my 18th-round draft pick last year, and I immediately dropped his ass because I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. 
neither here nor there. Uh, Same here. I, I'm 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 really torn on this one. I I would love to say that the Saints, if 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 Drew Brees had use of all of his fucking ribs, I would say yes. Give me the minus ten. I'm not saying the minus ten is out of sorts. I do still think it can happen, but I also. I, I don't want to touch that plus 10 for, for Mitch Trubisky and company. Uh, I'm going to go with the over 47 as well. Stalemate on this one, guys. And for the last game of the weekend, we have the Cleveland Browns visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. A rematch of what happened last week. Only this week, you're going to have some starters in for Pittsburgh, most definitely. and Which is the reason why they opened up at minus three and a half favorites. And now we're seeing them at minus six favorites, and the total is set at 47.5, and and it opened up at 46.5. So Vegas is expecting somewhat of a high-scoring game here. I, on the other hand, have no clue what to expect, except for the Steelers coming away with a W, an easy W. And the only way this over hits is if Pittsburgh does it all himself because... After Pittsburgh loses last week, after almost winning with their backups in, do you think, do you honestly think that the starters are going to let that game be close? I don't fucking think so. And I will be the first to tell you, and you already know this, they were the most overrated 8-0 team in, in uh, NFL history. They went undefeated for so long, and we just knew that they were going to drop off at some point. Congratulations to the Cleveland Browns for making the playoffs, but guess what? Your run ends on Sunday night, and, uh, you know, enjoy watching the rest of the playoffs because this is absolutely over. Pittsburgh by at least, you know, 14 points, two touchdowns. What do you got, Craig? I couldn't agree more with you, Chris. I actually think that Pittsburgh Steelers, I think a great line to take for this game would be the minus six. I think they cover that easily. Like you said, I think they're going to win by two, three touchdowns. So I would be fully confident taking the minus six with this game. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, Pittsburgh five and three ATS at home versus three and five ATS for Cleveland on the road. I mean, it's it's all in Pittsburgh's favor. And I, I wish I was one of the smart ones that jumped on it when it was at minus three and uh, at minus three and a half. So, but now unfortunately we have to jump on it at minus six. But I'm, I'm going to jump on it at minus six. You are as well, and I can't wait to see what happens. Should be a great game. All right, guys, and now we come to the point of the show where we give you our bankroll bets, and of course those are our uh, best bets of the weekend. And looks like we're both going to tamper on this one. Craig, who do you like for your bankroll bet? For this game, Chris, I like the under 44.5 minus 110. Uh, yep, not a bad bet at all. You're taking the under 44.5 for the full game. I'm actually going to take Tampa at minus a half a point at minus 110 in the first quarter. I think they easily get on the board, and I'm not sure Washington gets on the board at all. If they do, it's definitely not going to be in the first quarter. Um, I'm probably going to go pretty heavy on this one. And come Saturday, you can most definitely bet on seeing that on my Twitter. Follow me at Galley Gambles. Follow Craig at Seawix Picks. And, uh, you know, follow us for some more picks. I'm sure we'll have some more down the road that we, uh, that we, we want to give you. I've been, uh, I've been pretty, I've been doing pretty well in the, uh, in the NBA. Craig and I, thanks to the Team USA, uh, we got we off to a nice start. 
to the week. Unfortunately, we didn't tweet that out, but we should have. Uh, we got together on it and uh, made ourselves a nice little uh, nest egg for, for this coming weekend. All right, and since uh, we both chose Tampa as our bankroll bets, we obviously can't parlay those. We don't want to leave you without a parlay, so we uh, collectively came up with a four-team parlay. And, uh, and those of you that follow me on Twitter know that I, I absolutely love first-quarter bets. I love first-period bets. I'm all over that stuff. So we came up with the Bills minus a half a point uh, at minus 115. Then we have... Over seven and a half in the Rams and Seahawks game at plus one fifteen. We have the Buccaneers, of course, my bankroll bet minus a half a point at minus one ten. And the Steelers at minus a half a point at minus one ten. All four of those together parlayed is a plus eleven eighteen parlay. It's a nice chunk of change there. If you want to cut that in half, you're looking at about five sixty. I, I feel so confident about this one. I'm looking forward to uh, watching the games and you know cashing that money out at the very end. All that being said, now we will leave you with this. Craig, Super Bowl matchup and Super Bowl champion. My Super Bowl prediction is Kansas City versus the Green Bay Packers, and I think Aaron Rodgers shows the youngster a thing or two about uh, the game we call football, and Aaron Rodgers takes this game. You're going with the uh, the State Farm Super Bowl. I wanted that so bad last year. And those of you that listened to Bookie Nights last year know that I wanted nothing more than a State Farm Super Bowl. Are we going to get it this year? Probably because I'm going against it. And maybe a lot of this is just me wanting Tom Brady there, but I'm going to say that Tom Brady will get there against Patrick Mahomes. And uh, as much as I want to say Tampa's going to win... I'm actually going to go with Patrick Mahomes and company, and I think they repeat this year. So, Craig, you got Green Bay. I got Kansas City. We'll see who reigns supreme. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. Take care, everybody.
Fleur de 